Welcome back to the show, everybody. Got a great episode for you today. And for those of you who don't know, this is basically the audio version of all of my videos from the past week. So you'll be hearing me saying like, welcome to the video or like, comment, subscribe, see you later, that kind of stuff. So it sounds a little weird right now. I'm kind of working out the kinks with how I want to do YouTube and my podcast. I don't have a whole lot of free time to be able to kind of do both and be able to edit both perfectly and make the transition seem really nice in the podcast. So bear with me through this learning process. Um, it's still a fairly new thing that I'm doing, but, uh, yeah, lots of great things to talk about today. I have three reviews, two movie reviews and one TV review. The uh, movie review is going to be starting off with The Gray Man, which is the new Russo Brothers film starring uh, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Uh, after that, I will be reviewing Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank, starring Michael Sarah, voicing the character of Hank. We also got Samuel L. Jackson in the cast, Frickin' Mel Brooks is in there, Ricky Gervais, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, uh, Michelle Yeoh, I think, is in there as well, George Takei, I always forget how to say his last name. Um, really great cast for, uh, I'm gonna spoil how I feel about this movie, you know, spoil it before you get to the review, but in a very bad movie i mean just from the trailers alone if you watch the trailer you'll know like this movie does not look good at least to most people so uh to have all these big name actors in a movie like this it really makes you wonder but um uh, yeah definitely excited for you guys to hear my review for that and then lastly i will be reviewing miss marvel gonna be starting off with my non-spoiler review for season one or the series if they're not making another season and after that i will be diving into my spoiler review of the finale slash episode six. So uh, if you don't want spoilers for that, I'll tell you when to click off the uh, episode. That's why I put it at the end so people can just click off and not, you know, miss the whole show or whatever. But yeah, Gray Man, Pause of Fury, and Miss Marvel. Those are my three things I'm talking about in this episode. And uh, yeah, if you want to check me out on YouTube, I always recommend go to my Instagram at Pop Culture Podcast. The link in the bio there will take you to a page full of links where you can find a link to my YouTube channel, uh, to my Facebook, which is also at Pop Culture Podcast, my merch store, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and I'm pretty sure that's about it. I think there's a link for the Instagram on there too, but just ignore that. You don't need to press that if you're already there. But, um, yeah, I always recommend you go to my Instagram to find all my links. It's just easier that way. I'm under 100 subscribers on YouTube, and you need to have 100 to make a custom URL. So I can't just say youtube.com slash podcast quite yet. Hopefully that name isn't taken. It probably is, to be honest. But yeah, also, I've kind of been thinking about changing the name of my YouTube channel just to kind of make sense because my YouTube channel technically isn't a podcast anymore. It's just reviews and stuff. So if anybody has any suggestions, uh, feel free to let me know. You can email me at, uh, what is it, uh, pcp20 at gmail.com. Or no, it's pcp, or no, pcpod, so like pcpod, I know that sounds bad, but pcpod20 at gmail.com. Email me there or hit me up on Instagram. You can DM me or comment on one of my pictures or hit me, on, hit, hit me up on Facebook 
uh, and let me know if you have any cool ideas for names, and I just might pick yours. So, yeah, let me know. Um, it's something I've been debating on. There's one that I want, but it's already taken by more than one person. So, yeah, I don't think that one will work out. But, um, yeah, also, I know this intro is really long. But as for next week, it's going to be very light. I think I will only end up doing one review, and that's for Jordan Peele's Nope, which I am incredibly excited for. I might end up doing a non-spoiler and a spoiler review for that. Actually, I most likely will, because I feel like there's going to be a lot to talk about. So that'll at least be two videos on my YouTube channel. So two videos for next week, kind of light. But uh, there's not really any shows that are coming on right now in terms of Marvel or Star Wars or um, Stranger Things. So I pretty much covered most of it, except for Umbrella Academy, which I don't even know if I'm going to get around to that at this point. We'll see. But I, I have seen the first two seasons, just haven't seen the third, and I want to rewatch the first two seasons because it's been a few years, but... Or a couple years, maybe maybe a couple years, maybe a year. I, I don't know. I can't remember. But, yeah, we'll see what next week will hold. Most likely two videos, one non-spoiler review for Nope and one spoiler review for Nope. And, uh, you know, that'll be on the podcast here. So it probably won't be a super long episode, depending on how long I talk about, you know, the non-spoiler and the spoiler side of things. But uh, also I'm trying to talk faster because I'm trying to wrap this intro up so we can get to things. But, uh, yeah, kind of light for next week, but I do have some more, like, kind of out there ideas, like, in terms of recastings and stuff like that, that I can do, uh, just to, you know, have a little more variety in my content, aside from reviews. So, keep a lookout for all that stuff. I definitely have some good ideas that I'm working on, and will hopefully come into fruition. So, yeah, I'm just gonna stop rambling. Let's get to the show. Before I do my reviews, definitely have to thank the sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Audible, which, if you don't know, has a great selection of audiobooks, originals, and podcasts. And right now, if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Plus, which lets you listen to a selection of audiobooks, originals, sleep tracks, meditation programs, and podcasts. Or you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Premium Plus, which gives you all of that from Audible Plus, as well as one free title per month from an extended selection of bestsellers and new releases, and you own those, so that's awesome. So uh, yeah, if you want to go get that 30-day free trial of Audible, that website is www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast. Now on with the show. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Right, so 2022's The Gray Man comes out on Netflix next Friday, the 22nd, and is also available in select theaters right now, which is how I watched it. And uh, yeah, it's directed by Joe and Anthony Russo, who you might know from Captain America The Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame. They also recently did Cherry, starring Tom Holland last year for Apple TV Plus, I think. 
um, which I wasn't a huge fan of, to be honest, but uh, see if they turned it around with this movie. Screenplay is by Joe Russo, Christopher Marks, and Stephen McFeely, based on the book by Mark Greeny, which I believe it's actually a book series, and they have plans to turn this into a film series as well. But we'll have to wait and see what time has in store for it, if that is going to be true or not. Uh, we'll really have to wait and see in terms of, like, I don't know if you can really consider box office, but just in terms of, like, amount of people that actually watch it on Netflix, which I don't think is going to be super high, to be honest. I think the main thing that'll bring people to the movie is the cast alone, which is honestly the thing that brought me to the movie, that and the directors here. But um, other than that, this is kind of your typical spy action espionage film. But uh, yeah, the cast here, we have Ryan Gosling as Six, Chris Evans as Lloyd Hansen, Ana de Armas as Danny Miranda, Billy Bob Thornton as Fitzroy. We also have Jessica Henwick as Suzanne Brewer. Alfrey Woodard as Maurice Cahill. I think I'm pronouncing that first name wrong. And then Roger Jean Page, hopefully I'm saying that right, as Carmichael. And if you don't know the plot of this film, when the CIA's most skilled operative, whose true identity is known to none, accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets, a psychopathic former colleague, played by Chris Evans, puts a bounty on his head, setting off a global manhunt by international assassins. Um... Like I said, kind of your typical action spy espionage thriller type of film, especially from the trailers alone. It didn't wow me a whole lot. It really is just the cast that brought me to the movie. But after watching the film, I like it more than I thought I would. I was hoping to like it because of the cast, uh, and I, I did enjoy it. Did I love it? Not necessarily. Is it going to end up on my top 10 best or worst of this year? No. Um, but it, it was fun for the most part. It had some really great action set pieces in there. Some of them involving vehicles, specifically planes and trains, which both of those action set pieces were very awesome for sure. Uh, and then there was even one towards the beginning involving fireworks, which I thought was very creative. Um, so they do a lot of creative, fun, interesting, just badass action scenes ryan gosling is a certified badass in here chris evans is a certified badass in here even though sometimes chris evans is just kind of behind the scenes telling people what to do you know he's still threatening he's still a psychopath so you see the threat there but um yeah both of them are really great in this film i will say you know honor day armas gets a decent amount to do but aside from ryan gosling and uh chris evans Nobody else in the film really gets a whole lot to do. Nobody else really gr gets that great of writing. Um, one of the, like, side villains in this movie is barely in it, honestly. I, I don't know if you can completely consider him a side villain. I do, personally. He seems like a piece of shit. But, um, yeah, he's barely in it. So, it's mainly Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, and then Ana de Armas. Ana de Armas teaming up with Ryan Gosling's character and uh, having them go after uh, Chris Evans. So... Yeah, um, it's, I don't know, it's pretty straightforward for the most part, but something about it, it just feels bigger than just, you know, assassins going after one guy, because with Chris Evans' character, he's such a psychopath that he doesn't care what gets in his way or who he kills as long as he gets to his target and gets the mission done. So you feel the stakes there when it comes to, like, them being in cities, having a shootout, police dying and stuff like that. Um, you know, civilians getting maybe 
caught in the crossfire. They don't really show anything like that. It's a PG-13 movie, so they don't go too far with, like, the violence, which I think is a little bit of a disservice for this movie. They and definitely, in, at times, kind of push that PG-13 rating, but I personally think this movie would have been better if it was rated R. They would have had a lot more fun with it if it was rated R. And, I, I mean, I can understand why they went with PG-13. It's easily more accessible to everybody else, you know, anybody who isn't 17 or older. So I get it at that sp standpoint. But at the same time, like, I don't think a 13-year-old is really going to care too much for a spy espionage film. I think, aside from the action, uh, they might get a little bit bored by certain other things. But it is a fairly fast-paced movie. Um, once it starts, it doesn't really take time to slow down a whole lot, which at times can be bad, but for the most part in this film, I think it worked for it. Um, it is like a two hour and two minute movie or something like that. So you don't necessarily feel the runtime. Maybe I think about halfway through, I was like checking my phone just to see the time. And I'm like, Oh, we still got about maybe 45, you know, minutes to an hour. Um, so at times you can somewhat feel the runtime when it gets a little bit slower, but it is a fairly fast-paced movie, which is something I kind of appreciate because, you know, this might be a kind of spy thriller movie, but the main thing this movie is is an action movie, and it is quite action-packed. Uh, there's a lot of really great action scenes, like I said before, with, you know, the planes and the trains and all that. Those scenes were very cool, uh, especially the train one, but that plane one was really sick, too. Uh, at times, a lot of this reminded me of, uh, not Top Gun, a lot of this reminded me of Mission Impossible. Maybe not a lot, but a decent amount of this reminded me of Mission Impossible, having this agency and then, you know, having a target on the, the protagonist's head and them trying to run but also fight at the same time. And, I mean, it kind of reminds me of Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible, especially in the later films when he kind of has a target on his head. But, yeah, um... Ryan Gosling, badass in this film. Chris Evans, badass in this film. Ana de Armas, badass in this film, but not given quite enough to do. Uh, and then the rest of the characters, just like little to nothing. But um, Billy Bob Thornton, I will say, had more to do than most of the other side characters. So I, I like him for the most part. I haven't really seen a whole lot of movies that he's been in, but I really did enjoy him in here. Um, yeah. Let me look at my notes here and see what I have to say. Uh, Chris Evans at times can feel a little cartoony, um, you know, with his villain and certain lines that he has. But I think it kind of works for the movie, honestly. It gives it character. It gives it personality and makes it a little more fun. This isn't like a serious action flick where it's just like everybody's stoic and stuff like that. I mean, Ryan Gosling in a way kind of is, but he has moments of humor. But the main main humor comes from Chris Evans in this movie, for sure. Um, he is a very charismatic dude. At the same time, he's a psychopath. So when he's saying funny things, you're just like, Jesus Christ. Like, um, you know, him saying, like, oh, I'm going to cut your fucking head off. Like, oh, that's kind of funny, just his delivery. But at the same time, since his character is like this, you know that he's probably not lying. So it's it's intimidating, for sure. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to be caught with him I wouldn't want to work with him because I'm sure I'd probably end up dead but yeah he he was fun in the film had the nice mustache I I think he was really a, a fun addition to this film and I don't, I don't think I would have wanted a different actor playing this villain honestly I, I I mean everybody sees Chris Evans as Captain America they don't see him as a villain very often 
spoiler alert for Knives Out. Also, he was in that with Honor de Armas. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, um, in that he was pretty much a villain towards the end there. Spoiler alert, like I said. But yeah, I mean, we got to see him do that a little bit, a little bit there. But I mean, we get to see it in the full extent here for sure. There is not an ounce of uh, of humanity in this dude. He is straight up bad. He is a psychopath, like I said before, and he does not care who or what is in his, what is in his way when it comes to him completing the mission and finding his target. Uh, so whether that be civilians, buildings, cops, he doesn't give a shit what's in his way as long as he completes his mission. So, um, yeah, I mean, a, a little one-dimensional. They don't really give him a whole lot of backstory on why he is the way he is, but um, I don't know if they fully needed to, especially with an already two-hour runtime. Um, I mean, we got a little bit of context as to, you know, Six's childhood, Ryan Gosling's character, and kind of how he ended up the way he is, but not really when it comes to Lloyd Hansen, uh, Chris Evans' character. But like I said, I didn't really mind that. It didn't really bother me too much. The things that bother me most about this film are just the small inconsistencies. Like um, you have Ryan Gosling's character, Six, who's in one country, and Ana de Armas' character in another, and she just finds out about something that's going on with him, and somehow she just gets there immediately. I'm just like, aren't they in two different countries right now? I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they were in two different countries. So her just showing up that quickly really did not make sense to me. But I was letting willing to let it slide, to be honest. Um, I mean, that's the only real thing I can think of in terms of inconsistencies. Some of it just being like, oh, we're, uh, you know, here here's one thing going on over here. And now we're going to cut to this thing and now we're going to cut back to that thing. And then, you know, it's, it's all taken care of. And, you know, I'm not explaining it very well. Like, let's just say there was maybe some, this isn't even actually something that happened in the movie. Let's say there's a car on fire. You get a shot of the car on fire. They, uh, they, they pan over or whatever. They cut to the actors talking and then the actors walk by the thing. And then it's like, you know, not on fire anymore. So it's like, where, how did that happen in that short amount of time? Who, who put that fire out? And it's kind of things like that, that take me out of the movie just a little bit, but really don't ruin anything for me. Um, I wouldn't say anything really ruined this movie for me. It's just the writing and the straightforward plot that just feels like it doesn't give you enough to, there's not enough meat on the bone, you know, like, it's straightforward there's other things going on that that kind of connect to it in a way and and things that are important to the plot that all come together but at the same time it's just like that's not really anything too integral there's only one thing that i found really integral to the plot that was kind of like a side thing um you know aside from chris evans going after ryan gosling and ryan gosling basically going after chris evans there was only one other aspect involving billy bob thornton's character that I found to be really integral to the plot. Um, other than that, the other side things that are kind of going on here just don't really necessarily matter. Um, the whole idea of like having assassins go after somebody, I think it was personally done better in, in John Wick 2 and 3. Um, was that? No, that was 2, I think. Or not 2. Um, it kind of happened in 2, but mostly 3, where 
John Wick was being hunted by a bunch of assassins. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it was done a little bit better there. And like I said, like, our rating probably would have helped. And that's what John Wick has there. And it may, makes it even more better. Maybe by the, uh, the sequel, if they are planning on making a sequel, they'll decide to make it rated R. But probably not, let's be honest. Um, yeah, did I say that? I'm pretty sure I said that this movie would have been better with a R rating, but maybe I forgot to say that. But yeah, I definitely think this movie would have been better with an R rating. Um, maybe not by like miles, maybe not by leagues ahead of it. But I mean, you would have been able to have a little more comedy in it. I feel like if the actors were able to like really swear and say fuck and shit like that, um, especially Chris Evans character, like if he was just like, fuck then I would have been like, oh, that's hilarious. I love that. I mean, it's kind of funny when people say fuck. Let's not lie. But um, yeah, in these situations, like, I would be saying fuck if I got fucking slashed in the face with a knife or some shit like that or got blown up. Yeah, I, I would definitely be saying fuck uh, amongst other things. But um, <laughs> yeah, and then just some of the action, like it would have been cool to see more blood, more brutality. Um, It would have been cool to see Ryan Gosling go off like the Punisher, basically. I think that would have been badass. Um, and then the threat of Chris Evans, like he's threatening, he's strong, but he's also a little bit of a pussy and that's not necessarily a word I like to use a whole lot. Sorry if that offends anybody, but he kind of is in a way he's a little, I don't know. He can hold his own for the most part, but there are certain times in this movie where he just kind of gets his ass kicked. So, um, I mean that he's human, so it's inevitable. They're both going to get their asses kicked. They de both definitely do. But, um, I don't know. I, I feel like he should be a little more powerful than he is, but I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Uh, will I be watching this movie again? I could see myself watching it again. I, it wouldn't be anything I'd be rushing to watch. I probably won't end up watching it next week when it comes out on Netflix. But, um, if they do indeed make a sequel, I would be down to rewatch it and then watch the sequel as well. Um, it's, it's not bad. Not at all. I wasn't expecting a whole lot from it, from the trailer. The trailer didn't really blow me away, but um, I wouldn't say I was, like, very pleasantly surprised either. Compared to Pause of Fury that I watched early on in the day, um, this movie is a million times better than that, but um, I, I still went into it and watched it and knew, like, I, I had to go into it being fresh with it and just, all right, I know I was watching that movie before. I need to completely forget about that and just in the moment with this one and um I had fun with it overall I, I did would I make it like my top 10 best of this year like in my top 10 probably not but it definitely wouldn't be in my top 10 worst maybe in my honorable mentions but I don't know it, it didn't blow me away but uh a lot of the action I did have a lot of fun with and I think a lot of the actors in here um like the main four or five six and eh, more more four or five characters really stood out let's be honest just four billy bob anna de armas chris evans ryan gosling those are the four main standouts for me and then also uh julia butters as claire i thought was pretty good in the film as well there's a interesting thing they do with her character that i uh i quite liked but yeah, I mean, uh, Ryan Gosling, I think he's a really good actor. I really loved him in Drive, really love him in La La Land. Yes, I am a musical fan. Um, I have seen The Notebook, but I haven't seen all of it. But I remember him being good in that as well. 
I uh, don't think I've ever really seen anything I haven't liked that he's been in, as far as I can think of. But I really haven't watched a whole lot of movies with him. Chris Evans is definitely the one I've watched more movies from. But yeah, um, let me look at my notes here and see if I have anything else to say. I don't really think I do. Um, yeah, Honor de Armas was good, but slightly wasted. I kind of felt that throughout the film a little bit. Um, anyone who hasn't Chris Evans or Ryan Gosling is kind of wasted, to be honest. Yeah, honestly. Um, and then I said kind of a generic spy action thriller, but made better with the cast and fight slash action scenes. And then I also said the plane slash train scene I thought was really good. Slightly pushes that PG-13 rating. Uh, also a dope scene involving the fireworks towards the beginning. I think I covered all the bases. Um... Yeah, not a super long review for this movie, but I would definitely love to know what you guys think. If you're one of those people that want to go see it in theaters, uh, let me know what you thought of The Gray Man. No spoilers, please. I mean, there's nothing too huge to spoil in here, but at the same time, let's not ruin it for the people who haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, let me know what you thought of the film, or if you haven't seen the film, let me know if you're planning on watching it. Let me know if I kind of deterred you towards watching it, or maybe you want to watch it more. I would love to know. I would love the engagement. Uh, so yeah, let me know that in the comments. Also leave a like on the video and subscribe and, uh, it'll probably be a little bit until my next video. Most likely don't think there's any shows to watch next week. So it's going to be kind of light, which is kind of nice because I do need a little bit of a break. Just a, just a little bit. Um, but I should be back next week. Nope comes out next week. So I can't freaking wait for that. Um, I might be going to see that uh, Where the Crawdads Sing or wherever or whatever it's called um, just to kind of have more things to talk about as well as Miss Harris Goes to Paris. Don't know for sure if I'll be watching those two movies or if it'll just be nope. I'm sure I'll find something else to talk, to talk about in that time as well. Um, I've been meaning to restart watching uh, Umbrella Academy so I can cover that, but I don't necessarily know if I want to do that anymore. Like I said, I just kind of need a break next week, so... I won't be posting as much, maybe three videos, maybe more, depending on any news that comes out. I think we're supposed to be getting some Marvel news. I don't know if next week is San Diego Comic-Con or when that'll be, but um, whenever we get Marvel news, expect me to make a video about it for sure. There's a lot of leaks and stuff right now, but a lot of people are making videos on it, Double Toasted, uh, 3C Films, so I don't think I'd be adding adding anything new to it, uh, talking about it right now, plus their leaks, so I don't know how true they are, but yeah, that's about all I have in this video for you guys, I'm just kind of setting up what I might be doing next, thank you so much for watching, and I will see you in the next one. All right, Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank is only in theaters now, I know, this movie got to theaters, but you know... Some Pixar movies haven't gotten to theaters in a while, like Luca and Turning Red. Like, what the fuck is happening here? By the way, this review is not for kids. I know this is a kid's movie, but I'm about to tear this movie apart. So I'm going to be swearing a lot. Also, yes, there are cars going by me and stuff. I am recording kind of near the movie theater. Um, it was raining really hard when I got out. So I was like, all right, I, there's this one spot I know where there's an awning. So I'll go record in the car under there. But... Yeah, if you hear cars passing by or trucks going, there's a bunch of semis that park over here. So just ignore it. Um, I'm in between movies right now or else I would review this at home. 
actually going to see the gray man in a little bit which actually doesn't release until next week on netflix but due to some theaters having it i get to see it a week early so that's kind of cool but uh yeah pause of fury the legend of hank the cast we got here is michael Sarah as hank by the way i'm reading off of notes here samuel l jackson as jimbo ricky jarvis as ikachu kylie kuoka probably saying that wrong as emiko mel brooks as the shogun george takei I always forget how to say his name as Oga. Gabriel Iglesias as Chuck. We have Demon Hansu as Sumo. And Michelle Yeoh as Yuki. Really great voice cast for sure. I mean, having these legendary actors like Michelle Yeoh and Ricky Gervais and uh, and Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, Michael Sarah, I wouldn't say he's quite legendary, but he's a very famous comedic actor. Um, it's crazy that these high-named actors like these A-list actors are in this movie of all movies. I mean, stuff like this has happened before where you have really great actors and really bad animated movies and just bad movies in general. Um, yeah, I mean, like, they either get paid a, a really good amount to be in these crappy movies or they're just contractually obligated to do it. Um, it might be a little bit of both, honestly, with this one. But, yeah, I mean somebody like Samuel L. Jackson, it's just like, man, this dude's been in Pulp Fiction. I mean, he's been in some of the greatest movies, and now they have him in this fucking, this fucking Blazing Saddles slash Kung Fu Panda ripoff. Um, yeah, I haven't seen Blazing Saddles, but from what I hear, this is basically supposed to be like that. Um, that's like the goal with the story, but I heard the movie's also slightly, uh, problematic by today's standards, but yeah, I mean, you have Hank, played by Michael Sarah, who's a dog in a cat's world, basically. Not really. Um, basically, wherever the cats live in that country, dogs dogs aren't allowed. He wants to learn to be a samurai, so uh, uh, Ricky Gervais' character, Ikachu, decides, hey, go be the samurai for this town so I can just, you know, wipe you out and wipe out the town for my own personal gain. Um so yeah, that's basically the main plot. And then you have uh, Jimbo, played by Samuel L. Jackson, who's like, all right, I'll train you and, and be your mentor. But that's pretty much the plot there. And then the rest of the movie is just fart humor, like fart jokes, poop jokes, pee jokes, fucking toilet humor. Honestly, there's an actual toilet in this movie that's like a very integral part to the, the finale, which is crazy to say. But um, just a lot of really dumb humor. And if it's not like toilet humor... It's just like meta jokes, you know, taking lines from other movies or them trying to be really self-aware and be like, oh, we're in a movie right now. So let's, you know, break the fourth wall. And for any other movie, I think it would have worked fine. And even here, I think it worked OK towards the end there. But um, it didn't make anything any less cringy by them being self self-aware. Um, I mean, the, the jokes here. I mean, it's a kid's movie, but I would say, like, there's some kids out there that would even be like, all right, whatever, man, <laughs> in terms of some of these jokes. I mean, there's plenty of fart and poop jokes in here that, that kids seem to love. Um, I mean, even I laugh at it sometimes, but here I was just like, you're just doing the same thing that all these other stupid animated movies are doing and not doing it as well. Um, you know, not to say that a lot of the animated movies that have that humor are any good, but like in terms of those movies being compared to this one, oof, it's a big oof for sure. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, there was even a, a joke in this movie that 
a kid a few rows behind me like predicted right before the character said it and I was just like wow that kid sounds like they're probably like six seven maybe eight and they're predicting jokes in this movie so what does that tell you about the writing um honestly the kids in this movie there's one kid that was just screaming and crying the whole time other kids were mostly quiet they laughed at some stuff but the people that were laughing most at this were the adults which I was really confused by uh there's one adult pretty much in the top row that just lost his shit over one joke and maybe I wasn't really paying attention to the joke but when the joke was said and he started laughing I was just like wait did something funny just happen because either I wasn't paying attention or your 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 level of comedy is just fucking brain dead apparently um so yeah, I think the adults in the theater definitely had a lot more fun than I did, probably more fun than their kids did. Uh, part of that might have been because maybe they were a little tipsy. Yes, the theater I go to lets you drink alcohol. It serves alcohol there. So maybe that was part of it, but maybe it wasn't. And they actually just thought it was funny, which might be even worse. But um, yeah, I mean, there's really not much to talk about with the plot here because I basically already told you it's just about Hank wanting to become a samurai, uh, Jimbo teaching him to be a samurai, and then Ricky Jarvis' character just being like, hey, take them out. Um, it, it's pretty straightforward. Um, none of the characters are really completely likable in here. Um, Emiko, she's like a kid character. I think she was kind of cute. But other than that, like I, I didn't like any of the characters in here. Hank was kind of a little asshole, to be honest, and he was always full of himself, even though he literally had no skill whatsoever. Um, I'm really running out of things to say here. It's just, let me, let me look at my notes here. I mean, I said the slapstick here is done really poorly. I've seen slapstick done so much better in so many other movies. And honestly, I've seen the same slapstick jokes that they do in this movie a million other times. So they're not doing anything new here. Um, I don't know if I already said this, but it's supposed to be like Blazing Saddles. Um, but it does remind me more of Kung Fu Panda just because, you know, that's what I grew up with. But... I even debated on leaving in the last, like, uh, you know, 25 minutes, and I actually did leave. I left maybe, like, seven or eight minutes before the movie ended. I was just like, I, I've seen enough. I've seen what I need to see, so I, I don't think I need to suffer anymore. Um, I wouldn't say I was suffering. It's not the worst movie I've ever watched. It's not the worst movie I've even watched this year. I still think Morbius is worse. Um, I would rather watch this movie again than Morbius, which says a lot. Just fucking hate that movie. Yeah, by the by the way, this review is not for kids because I'm ripping this shit apart right now. But um, yeah, let me see here. I wrote down the people in the theater were enjoying it way too much. Honestly, they were. They were laughing at everything, and I was just like, and it wasn't even the kids really that were laughing at everything. It was the adults like that brought their kids with them. <laughs> Kids didn't seem like they were having as much fun as the adults were, which is interesting to me for sure. Um, the final final fight, and this isn't like a Marvel movie, so I don't care about spoilers and nobody else should. The final fight literally takes place on top of a giant toilet, and it speaks volumes about this movie, honestly. This, this, one, this whole movie is basically just a fucking toilet full of shit to me, honestly. That's, that's literally what it is. Um you know it's very unoriginal um just very very cringy humor that even kids probably wouldn't like it to a certain extent um 
I don't know if I already said it or not, but there was literally a kid that predicted one of the jokes. I think I might have said that. Um, but yeah, let me see. Uh, I think that's really all I have for notes. This, I wasn't planning on making this a super long review, to be honest. But will this end up being one of my, uh, in my top 10 worst movies of this year, most likely? Um, that's mainly the reason why I watched it, just to rip on it and tell people how bad it was. And then, you know, when the year is over, put it on my top 10 worst of this year. Uh, I think right now where it stands, this is probably the third worst movie I've seen this year. Uh, the first one being Morbius, the second one being Family Camp. That movie was completely unwatchable and almost worse than Morbius, but I have to stick with Morbius just because fuck you, Sony. But, um, yeah, I'd probably put this at the third worst movie I've watched this year. And I've watched some bad ones. I've watched more bad movies than good ones. But, um, you know, oftentimes I, I say, like, oh, I don't hate it. And I usually give it a decent score. Um, but it never ends up on my top ten worst or best of the year. So, for this one, I think I'm going to put it at a three out of ten. Um, that seems pretty accurate. Like, I don't hate it. And I'm giving it credit because there are some kids and probably most kids for the most point most point for the most part um between ages like maybe four to like maybe maybe nine would find this movie fun maybe nine ten's pushing it um but this this movie is made for kids at the end of the day and i think most kids would enjoy it but i would say if you're a parent and your kid wants to go see it I mean, make them happy. Go take them to the theater. Maybe go see Lightyear instead. It's a better movie. Um, I'm pretty sure it's still out in theaters. But, uh, I mean, if your kid's not talking about it and you're like, hmm, I want to take my kid to a movie, but I'm wondering if I should take him to see this. Please don't. I mean, most adults are not going to be like the adults I went to the movies. Well, I didn't go with them, but... The, the most adults aren't going to be like the adults that were in the theater with me watching this movie. Most adults are going to find this painful to watch and will absolutely need a drink to get through it. In fact, I was even debating on getting a drink so I could get through it too, but you know, I had to drive and all that, but yeah, um, not a good movie at all, but I gave it a three out of 10, giving it the benefit of the doubt because at the end of the day, this is a kid's movie and I do think most kids would enjoy it, but, um, yeah, that's really all I have to say about Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. God, I really hope they don't make a sequel to this because I do not want to watch it at fucking all. And if they do, oh my God. Uh, I might even just have to say, like, if they do make a sequel, I might just have to say, fuck no. <laughs> fuck no. I don't think this movie is going to make enough money to, to warrant a sequel. But crazier things have happened. So we'll really have to wait and see. I don't think so. I think this is a one and done deal. Um, like I said, go see Lightyear instead. I'm pretty sure that's still in theaters. It's not like the best Pixar movie. It's not the best animated movie, but it's leagues better than this shit. So don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. That is all I have for this review. I will see you in the next one where I review The Gray Man starring Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. I almost said Chris Hemsworth, but yeah, that's all I got for you. See you in the next one. All right, so the finale of Miss Marvel is available now on Disney Plus, which means that the season or the series, if we're not getting another season, is over. And in this video, I'm going to be starting off with my non-spoiler review for the season or the series. 
And then after that, I will be getting into my spoiler talk, I guess you could say, for episode six, the finale. I was originally going to make two separate videos, one spoiler video for the finale, as well as the season as a whole, and then make a separate video of myself, you know, doing the non-spoiler review for the season. But I just kind of decided to push it all into one video. Um, you know, honestly, I didn't really need to do any spoiler reviews for the whole season because that's basically what, sh what uh, each video each week of me covering it is. It's just a spoiler review of each episode. So if you want my spoiler review for each episode of Miss Marvel, go check those out. Posted those week to week when it was going on. Also, yes, I know I'm kind of low energy right now. It's almost 5 a.m. Honestly, I am so tired, but I need to record this. I just didn't have the time to before. So we're doing this now. We're doing it live. Let's go for it. And uh, let's get into my non-spoiler review of season one, or the series review, for not getting another season, like I said before. Um, Amon Vellani, as Miss Marvel slash Kamala Khan, is definitely the best part of this show. She is a completely unknown actor. This is the first thing she's acted in, and the next thing she's going to act in is the Marvels, which is going to be the next Captain Marvel film, where they're going to bring, you know, Tiona Paris, who played... Um, shoot, what was her name, Monica Rambeau in WandaVision. They're going to bring her in, and they're going to have Brie Larson and Amon Vellani as Kamala Khan, all in the same movie, and I'm very excited for that. And this is, in a way, kind of a precursor to it, the origin of Miss Marvel, showing how he, she got her powers, you know, the connection to her past and her family and her heritage. Um, you know, she's a Pakistani girl living in New Jersey, and she basically gets this bangle who, that gives her powers. And then from there, she kind of learns more about her past and her family and all that. So um, on the sidelines, you have Damage Control, which we met in Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, but we didn't really see the full extent of it until Spider-Man No Way Home when we had that, uh, that one agent dude um, interrogating Peter, basically. So they're, in a way, kind of one of the villains of this series, but another villain I can't really get to because of spoiler reasons. Um, the thing I will say about the other villain is that they don't seem as much as a threat. I mean, neither of the villains seem that threatening to me. Um, you know, the first villain that I can't really mention, it had a bigger threat level, but the stakes didn't feel very high, and it was dealt with rather easily and that might be a little bit of a spoiler if you haven't started the series yet you might like when you're watching it you might see where it's going but yeah I mean the villains overall in this season is not the strongest part of it the strongest part for sure is the family aspects with Kamala Khan and her family which I just love all those moments um I was really mad at her mom in the first episode and for her just being not really trusting Kamala and all that kind of stuff. So in my review for the first episode, I was very upset with her mother, but each episode I, I just came to love her more and more. And um, yeah, honestly, just the family aspects are what I love most about the show. I mean, the superhero aspects are cool for sure. And the Marvel tie-ins and all the little secret Easter eggs and stuff like that. I just really love, um, I still think Loki is my favorite of all the Disney Plus shows, but I have to say that Miss Marvel is definitely my second favorite. Um, the finale, I 
excuse me, finale I thought was really good. Not the best out of all the Marvel shows, but, you know, just for the scale of it, like, it made sense that it wasn't some huge cosmic thing. It was, it was a rather street-level kind of fight at the end there, and I appreciated that because she's still a kid, and, uh, you know, while she'll probably be doing more crazy fighting in the Marvels for now, she's just getting started, and she is a street-level superhero, basically. Um, so yeah, I just loved everything with Mon Volani in here, a lot of the side characters, you know, have, yeah, Bruno played by, I think his name is Matt Lintz, um, you know, there's Cameron, you got Nakia, hopefully I'm saying that right, and then you have the brother, shoot, I think it's Amir, um, the brother's really funny in this show, I like him a lot, and then you have the parents as well of Kamala Khan, and I don't know, just a lot of really great characters in this show, and just the relationships with each other, I really liked a whole lot, especially the family aspects, like I said before. Um, it's a very creative show, and does a lot of interesting things while not going too crazy, you know? Um, I will say some of the visual effects towards the end there did not look great. Be, um, I mean, you can kind of attribute that to, you know, we've been hearing a lot lately that Marvel has been kind of uh, not... not I haven't, I can't talk right now, it's it's late, but Marvel doesn't have the best working conditions when it comes to their visual effects artists, they don't give them enough time to work on things, so something like the She-Hulk trailer, for instance, doesn't look that great with the CGI on She-Hulk, because they just don't give their visual effects artists enough time to work on it, but hopefully that's something that can be turned around soon, and um, I don't know, it's just something we've been hearing a lot, but Looking past the kind of so-so effects, I can still really enjoy the finale. I thought it was really great. Um, it definitely set up a lot of things for a possible season two, so I hope it happens. Um, like I said, Amon Vellani, so freaking amazing as Miss Marvel, so I can't sit, I can't wait to see her going forward. Um, it's a really fun show, so would I say it's good for kids? There are elements of it that can be a little... A little scary for kids, but at the end of the day, I think this is a lot more aims, aimed towards, like, young young adults, like, young teenagers and stuff like that. Um, I mean, adults can still enjoy it, and I'm sure kids would still enjoy it, but, um, you know, th this is kind of made for that, that age, like, 12 to 13 year olds, I think would really resonate with this for sure. So, um, you know, if you know a 12 or 13 year old, that hasn't really gotten into Marvel, maybe this could be the thing that gets them into it. So, really great show overall. Um, if I had to rate this first season or the series in general, I'd probably give it a 7 point... Eh, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I think it's pretty great. There's a lot of things I like. There's quite a few things I don't love uh, that I can't really specifically talk about in this non-spoiler review. But, I mean... I, I liked a lot more than I didn't, you know, so I think it's a really great show. It's worth watching. I'm definitely going to be rewatching the show at some point, probably some point soon, to be honest. I would love to watch all the episodes back knowing what I know now about certain things and, you know, see how it all flows together. But yeah, eight out of 10 for the first season of Miss Marvel. That is my non-spoiler review. So if you don't want any spoilers for the first season 
of Miss Marvel or episode six in general, you know, the finale, the big one, then I suggest you click off the video now. So those of you who are clicking off, thank you very much for watching and I'll see you in the next video. As for you who have watched the episode or just don't care about spoilers, let's get into it. Uh, I definitely have a lot of notes here. So, um, yeah, episode six is called No Normal, and we show up back in New Jersey with uh, damage control outside of Bruno's store. I call it Bruno's store because, you know, Bruno's the only one that ever seems to be working there. But, uh, you know, there's a big hole in it, and Bruno and Cameron are in the subway. Damage control is still after them. They kind of found them. Uh, Kamala and her mom are back home. Kamala tells the rest of the family that she's the nightlight. But out of excitement, Kamala's mom already told everybody. Um, I just love how excited that uh, that Kamala's mom is for her to be a superhero. Yet, they're still concerned enough to like be like, you gotta be safe out there and stuff like that. Like They care about her safety still, but they're letting her kind of spread her wings and fly, which I just love. Um, honestly, Kamala is my spirit animal in this show. But... Let's me see here. Uh, Nakia ends up calling Kamala and telling her what happened to Bruno's store. So Kamala goes to find Cameron and uh, and Bruno. Let me see here. But before she leaves, Kamala's mom gives her the suit. It's never specified where she got it, if she made it or if she got it in Karachi. But nevertheless, it is a badass suit. Um, let me see. Yeah, Cameron struggling to control his powers at one point in the episode. He says that it's like, feels like it's trying to rip him apart. Um, they end up going to the school. They kind of set up some booby traps with softballs and crazy chemistry experiments and stuff, which I thought was really fun. Um, but yeah, Cameron ends up kind of, he finds out that his mom died and he kind of, goes on the dark side for a little bit there ends up attacking damage control which honestly that one agent um you know for lack of a better terms that racist bitch um i don't necessarily think she's fully racist but just the way she was introduced in this show it, it makes me fucking hate her so much but um <laughs> yeah he's like going after her and stuff and i was kind of like i kind of wish you would kill her um but no she's still alive but she most likely got fired so props to that dude from damage control for being like yo that was kind of fucked up but um yeah let me see here even zoe's here to help she knows that kamala's the nightlight now um which is cool zoe definitely has a maybe not a change of heart she wasn't an awful person before but she was just kind of you know she's an influencer kind of person you oftentimes think those people are self-centered very full of themselves but uh zoe ended up coming in clutch in this episode for sure uh let me see amir even helps them out uh all of them except cameron and kamala end up getting arrested by damage control during the episode and uh bruno uh one of the damage control dudes like freaking almost knocked him out with his gun i was like come on dude he's a fucking kid but, um, yeah, let me see here. Let me see. Yeah, Cameron going crazy. Throws a car. And 
uh, Kamala use her, uses her and Biggin powers, basically. So she has, like, the big arms and fists and legs and stuff, and she looks cool there. And there was a moment where she, like, smashed a truck, and then she went over to the drivers, and it looked like uh, DODC agents. Um, and she was like, you guys okay? And they're like, yeah, Nightlight, we're fine. And I was just like, see, they're just doing their jobs. This crazy bitch is like, go fucking kill these kids. And they're just like, dude, it's a kid. And so when the Kamala's like, hey, you okay? They're like, yeah, yeah we're fine. Thank you. Um, which I thought was kind of funny. But yeah, I mean, just showing that she's not a threat, honestly. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, I already mentioned the VFX towards the end there. Uh, Marvel really needs to work on giving uh, more realistic timelines and, and uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Deadlines, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, they need to have more realistic deadlines for their VFX artists. But uh, yeah, let me see here. The community, uh, Kamala almost gets arrested. Uh, Cameron escapes. He ends up, at the end of the episode, I'll just say, now he ends up with the Red Dagger dude, uh, um, uh, Kareem. He's in Karachi, seems like. And, uh, and that's kind of where they leave his character. But Kamala's about to get arrested when the entire community kind of just forms around her and is like, no, fuck no. Even the police are like, get the fuck out of here. Um, and then, you know, that agent lady ends up basically getting fired. I don't know if she fully got fired, but... Uh, we'll maybe see in the future. Also, I think that DODC agent dude from uh, No Way Home might be a scroll. We'll see. Um, yeah, we get the shot of her on the light post, like uh, in this poster here. And then it skips one week, and we see Bruno is about to go to Caltech. And uh, Bruno is like, hey, Kamala, there's something different in your genes. I, like, tested tested you again and there's something different and he says it's like a mutation and then apparently i didn't know this at the time but apparently we hear like the x-men original x-men theme song like a little hint of it uh in that scene and i was just like oh my god x-men x-men and at this point i'm like i feel like we're gonna get the x-men in the mcu a lot sooner than we think same with the fantastic four um and we're gonna have like you know san diego comic-con coming up soon and d23 so we're going to be getting a lot of Marvel news soon, which I'm very excited for and we'll definitely be covering. Um, yeah, Nakia's like, hey, we're going to go get shawarma. And I'm like, oh my God, I want some shawarma now. Shawarma is so good if you guys have never had it. And also that's a little, you know, nod to Avengers when Tony Stark suggested shawarma. But uh, yeah, we do get an after credit scene here. And um, Kamala's in her room. The bangle starts lighting up. She stands up and then she gets blasted into her closet. And when she comes out of the closet, not in that way, uh, she's Brie Larson now. She's Captain Marvel. And at first I was like, did she turn into Captain Marvel somehow? Is she, she like shape-shifting? But what I think happened is I think Kamala and uh, Carol Danvers maybe swapped places for, for some reason. I don't necessarily know why. I'm not an expert on this stuff. I will definitely be having to watch the uh, new Rockstars breakdown on it to figure out what the hell is going on. And we might even have to just wait until the Marvels to figure out what's going on. But um, really wonder how they're going to explain this. I'm still pretty confused about it. But 
Uh, part of me is wondering if uh, Kamala is out there in the universe somewhere, um, you know, just chilling on a planet. So, yeah, we'll have to see what's up with that. I'm not necessarily sure. Also, the new costume for uh, Captain Marvel looks pretty cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've never been a huge fan of Captain Marvel from these movies or whatever, but I do like Brie Larson, so yeah, we'll really have to wait and see what happens going forward. Um, yeah, I think that's all the notes I have. Uh, and then at the very end there, it says Miss Marvel re will return in the Marvels. So yeah, that's pretty much the main spoilers I wanted to talk about for this episode. And like I said, if you want any spoiler discussion for the end, any of the other episodes, I posted those week to week as the episodes came out. So those are all on my YouTube channel for you. But as for this review, that's all I got for you. Uh, next review will be The Gray Man, like I said. Or uh, maybe I didn't say that, but... Um, yeah, I'm going to be watching that movie tomorrow and do my review for it. Stars Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Very excited to watch that. And then on Friday, I'm going to be watching Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank, which I heard is such an awful movie, and I kind of can't wait to rip it to shreds. So those will be my upcoming reviews. As for next week, I think Nope comes out, and I might be trying to watch Miss Harris Goes to Paris and um, Where the Crawdads something if you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about uh where the crowd dead where the crowd dead sing maybe i think it's a book adaptation i might be trying to see those movies next week just because it's gonna be kind of light on content but we'll see what i end up doing maybe i'll watch one of those movies maybe i'll watch none of them and i'll just watch watch nope next week but i always try to have more than one thing to talk about so we'll really have to wait and see what that is but as for this video, thank you so much for watching. Comment down below. Tell me what you thought of Miss Marvel Season 1 if you have watched it. And please, no spoilers in the comments because this was a non-spoiler and spoiler review. So, I don't want anybody here for the non-spoiler review to be spoiled by anything. But, uh, yeah, also leave a like on the video. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload. And that's all I got for you. So, see you in the next one. Thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate your support. Like I said, I am on Facebook and Instagram at Pop Culture Podcast. The link in the bio of my Instagram will take you to a page full of links where you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, which is also at Pop Culture Podcast, like I just said. Uh, my merch store on TeePublic, where you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, so yeah, definitely go check out my Instagram at Pop Culture Podcast. That's where I kind of post more too, just because I kind of hate Facebook to be honest. But you know, I have more followers on Facebook for some reason, so I guess I kind of have to post there. But uh, yeah, definitely go check out my merch store on T Public. I got I think three or four designs on there right now. Can't remember exactly how much, but they are all pretty cool in my opinion. I have quite a few of my shirts and uh they're really comfortable but they have more than just shirts there too they have like mugs and all sorts of stuff really but uh if you can't tell i'm kind of low energy now i'm getting kind of tired so i think i'm just gonna wrap this up check me out on youtube i'm definitely trying to get more subscribers over there and kind of convert people a little bit more because like i said this is basically just the audio form of my uh my videos so it's not ideal 
but it's also kind of nicer for people on the go that don't necessarily want to watch a YouTube video and just kind of want to turn something on, but yeah, I think that's about all I have to say. Like I said in the beginning, or towards the beginning, I'm going to be reviewing Nope next week, so keep an eye out for that, and uh, next week will be kind of light. That'll probably only be the, that'll probably be the only review, so with that said, I am going to go relax and uh my voice really hurts too so i'm just gonna chill out but uh like i said thank you so much for listening i will see you in the next one mm -hmm.